welcome to Forbes India Teenpreneurs, a weekly podcast series where we speak with the young and restless, literally entrepreneurs and innovators under the age of 20. This is your host Naini Thakur and welcome to the latest episode of Teenpreneurs. On today's episode, we have 15-year-old Lavanya Ayer studying at the Dhirubhai Ambani International School in Mumbai. Lavanya started learning robotics when she was only 10. And last year, she developed a prototype called Kainade, a robotic tool that assists in the speedy recovery of patients and efficient physiotherapy management. As part of the Young Entrepreneurs Academy India program, she made the transition from being a mere innovator to a young entrepreneur. Stay tuned to listen to Lavanya talk about her journey, inspiration and challenges of juggling school and work. Why don't you tell our listeners um, a little about um, Kainan? and what exactly um, does it do? So first of all, thank you for having me here. Kynaid, uh, as the name suggests, is a robotic tool that aids in movement of the fingers, hand and arm. So what it does is that it uses passive physiotherapy techniques to help patients recover faster and also assist in physiotherapy management. When I say that I'm trying to, uh, I'm saying that I'm trying to create a system where the physiotherapist can monitor your exercises at home. And by that, I mean that they can see how much you've done and when you've done it. So they can adjust your physiotherapy plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. The device is controlled by a Bluetooth app and I've tried to make it as user-friendly, inexpensive and easy to use as possible. Okay. All right. So, so this is a device that, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I just wear it in my hand um, if I were injured or, or who would be the target audience for this particular device? So, um, Kinect can be used for rehabilitation after surgery. That's one place where it could be used. Mm-hmm. And it could also be used in geriatrics in old age homes, nursing homes mm-hmm. with uh, specific exercise programs to slow down the age-related regression of hand mobility in elderly people. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and, and what inspired you to come up with a device like this, um, you know, at, at such a young age? So the inspiration for this was um, a personal experience, family member. It was my maternal aunt. She had to undergo surgery when she was very young. And then it was a very long road to recovery through physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing robotics from a young age, nearly when I was 10 years old or 11 years old. And I thought I had to make this project. And I thought, is there a way to make this entire process easier on both the patient and the physiotherapist using the knowledge that I have? Mm-hmm. And so I began working on one of the first prototypes. Mm-hmm. I shifted to India in the eighth grade and I joined the YA program that year. Mm-hmm. And that's really where it took off as a proper business idea. Lovely, right. Um, so what is the business model like um, for the device? I mean, I mean, what stage is it at currently and how do you take the time to kind of take this forward? So my products are right now in the design, fine-tuning and prototyping finishing phase. We're trying to make it more user-friendly, add more features, kind of refine it mm-hmm. and make it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're targeting both uh, two customer segments. We're targeting both patients and physiotherapists. Okay. So I'm going to introduce Kanye to physiotherapists to garner their support and then reach out to consumers. It's intended to help physiotherapists in their job and help patients to do their exercises at home. 
Sure, sure. So, would this be, um, you know, like renting out the device kind of a thing, or would you need to buy it? What, 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 what is your plan like? So, we've been looking at both models. I had this question raised earlier. I've been looking at both models, mm-hmm. possibly a kind of buying model for physiotherapists who intend to use this regularly, sure. and perhaps a renting model for patients who want to use this on a one-off basis, like a one-time injury or something of that sort. Fair enough. Right. So uh, by when can one expect this in the market? We don't have a fixed timeline yet. Actually, the pandemic has put a lot of things on hold and uh, I had to acclimatize to doing online school. I'm attending online school. I'm in the 10th grade. Mm -hmm. So I'm also preparing for my board examinations. Mm -hmm. And I actually wanted to meet with more people, more physiotherapists and doctors and get more feedback on my product and really introduce it to more people. But obviously that's not happening right now. The medical community is more concerned with COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm really working on the design aspect of it mm-hmm. right now. There's no telling when uh, a specific timeline could come out, but I'm hoping that it will happen soon. Fair enough. And when it comes to, you know, like you said, that you, you're looking at not just um, patients, uh, but also physiotherapists. Oh, when you were actually, you know, in the process of coming up with this idea um, and actually coming up with the prototype, what kind of research did you have to do, um, you know, in order to understand the nitty gritties of, you know, what our consumers needs and wants? So um, can you talk a little about the kind of research that you've done? So, I, uh, so for my product, I went more of the old-fashioned research sort of way went not just uh, through the internet, but I also met up with a lot of physiotherapists and doctors. Mm -hmm. I also asked for input from my sister, who's a biomedical engineer and um, an IIT professor who I connected with recently. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. Interesting. Um, And when it comes to funding, because given, you know, how um, obviously this wouldn't be uh, very cheap when it comes to research and things working out, not working out, um, and a lot of work into it. um, Are you looking uh, for funding actively or do you plan to, you know, look for funding um, in the near future? So I am looking to raise the capital from private investors to scale up the business to its real potential. Mm. And as for pricing of the product itself, we're pricing it around maybe like 10,000 to make it very affordable. That's our main thing. We want to make it as inexpensive and as accessible to people as possible. Fair enough, right, right. Um, and have you looked or are you, are you in talks with any of the these private investors you spoke about or have you reached out to any as yet? So not uh, yet. We're really just working on refining the product right now, getting it really up and running. We, I mean, I've attended uh, the YA trade shows that helped me connect to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. I attended the I am packed healthcare conference mm-hmm. where I also interacted with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to really start meeting up with investors and uh, all kinds of people once, you know, the lockdown gets over and I can really go out there and show the world my product. True, true. And how, um, like you said, you're in the 10th grade, how tough is it managing school with, you know, of course, working from home now and, um, you know, working on your innovation and kind of scaling it up? How difficult has it been for you? 
So it is, it has been kind of tough because you have to get used to doing school online, doing schoolwork, attending online classes. Mm. And at the same time, there's a lot of academic work going on because it's 10th boards. So I'm preparing for my board examinations and my days have been pretty hectic running around virtually. You have to attend school classes, do your homework, assignments, projects and study. And it can be pretty stressful at times. But I do try and manage my time uh, as well as I can and find time to work on both my ideas and perform well at school. Fair enough. Um, so clearly you don't seem to be liking online school <laughs> too too much, I suppose. Uh, no, it's not that I don't. It's a, it's a different experience. I can say that much. It's not the same as yeah. being in the physical classroom, actually interacting with your teachers and your classmates. Mm-hmm. And it's only like hard to get used to actually working on an online platform. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think I'm adapting well enough to it. That's good to you. Might even have to spend the next year online. So. Yeah, possible. Um, and and you know. Through this entire process, I mean, through your entire journey, how supportive have your parents been? I mean, oh, they're uh, super supportive. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, my dad actually helps me with all the prototyping and getting all the parts. And uh, my entire family was actually pretty much involved Hmm. in this project. They've uh, on technical and non-technical fronts, Hmm. and like driving me to school, to conferences, to trade shows everything they've really been there for me so i'm glad to have that kind of support yeah 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 that's great to hear and when it comes to you know um like you said that you you've been learning robotics from a very young age um and and so basically you've always kind of been an innovator um and then to make that shift from being a pure innovator to also becoming an entrepreneur how difficult was that for you you know uh, making that shift so earlier when I was just doing plain robotics, it was more about getting all the concepts, mm-hmm. learning about oh, all these different parts. This is how programming works. Or this is how all these different motors and sensors work. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I joined the YEA program, it was about, okay, fine, you know all this, you, you know all this uh, all these concepts you have all this knowledge now how can you actually apply it to the real world and i had to start coming up with ideas to actually see how i could use this in the world and use this to solve problems in my society yeah yeah that's true um and and uh, you know any new innovations that you're working on um that 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 we can look forward to uh, in the near future so right now I've mostly been working on uh, ideas related to my product, newer features, making different changes, uh, like adhering to suggestions mm-hmm. by industry experts. So that's mostly in the pipeline. And uh, yeah. Wow, that's good. Uh, and when it comes to, you know, uh, because in, in this space of innovation, I suppose things are not likely to work out in the first go, you know, um, and, and given how much, you know, pressure you would have uh, with schoolwork and all of that, how difficult is it for, for you to, you know, motivate yourself to kind of keep going every single time something doesn't work out? And I'm sure that could get kind of frustrating. So um, how do you keep yourself going? Yeah, definitely. That's, 
definitely one of the biggest things if you're going to work in something like mm. innovation you you're going to have to get used to mm. failing because with the project the major challenge was developing it and making it more user friendly mm. and adding new features it's especially frustrating when you're working at something for hours and it just doesn't work or mm. it works in a completely different manner than it's supposed to Yeah, sometimes yeah. the code was fine but the battery sound right and sometimes the prototype would just not work at all yeah. product development is a time consuming process especially with a project like this mm. but what i would like to say is that even if something takes a long time mm. even if it feels like something that is out of your grasp it's on a scale that you feel you can't reach mm-hmm. you should try all the same because if you love what you're doing and you keep working at it that fear that you're not good enough it's not going to matter anymore because you've already beaten it by choosing to work on this yeah absolutely uh, and can you tell us about you know um, that first moment when you realized you know what this this is working um, so you know how long did it take for the for the device to finally work and um, you know if you can recall that anecdote for us so it was mostly a series of ups and downs because i had to keep improving on it so even if one thing worked there would still be something else that didn't work and i would have to fix and i was always like for that entire period with like the entire 20 classes till the investor panel i was always running around trying to find new parts trying to match the right get the right fit especially with batteries we i faced a lot of difficulties with power sources really? and there was actually this a time before right before the investor panel like half an hour before the investor panel mm-hmm. my prototype just did not work Oh and i was panicking because i was the first to present so oh it was really stressful yeah. and then it turned out that just the batteries had died so oh. <laughs> i'm sure it did uh, it did super well at the investor panel as well right i would assume so considering that they gave me the second prize so oh, wow congratulations yeah yeah so Thank i mean you. you should be kind of confident uh, when it comes to getting funding since you already pitched this to investors and that you've at least uh, i mean i mean you kind of won uh, as well right and yeah it is it does make you more confident i guess that's one of the things that why it does for you it really teaches you those aspects of entrepreneurship that you don't learn like normally normally in school and things that adults struggle with learning how to pitch how to present mm. how to really get funding and impress investors yeah. so yeah. that's great to hear um and one last thing uh, lavanya if you can you know talk about uh, as an as a young innovator what did, what in your opinion has has been you know your greatest challenge one of my greatest challenges has been not just managing academics and like you know i have all these different things to do when i have this event to attend and this project to work on but also this kind of mindset that kids are kids and they can't mm. be technologically more advanced than adults mm. and they can't know more because mm. kids are really advancing like yeah. children right now are learning how to do things that mm. previous generations would never even have dreamed of doing in their childhood Yeah. And now you see kids coming up with innovations to solve problems in your society. Mm. And it's amazing frankly how even the youngest minds can come up with solutions for the oldest of problems. 
And I'm hoping that this continues and that we can really show the world that just because we might be younger, but that doesn't make us any less wiser or any less smarter or capable. Wow, this was super inspiring, Lavanya. Keep up the fantastic work and we look forward to seeing Kainade in the market very, very soon. You were listening to Forbes India Teenpreneurs. We'll be back next week with another teenpreneur. See you then. Today's show was edited and mixed by Manswini Kaushik. If you like the show, don't forget to share and subscribe. Also check out our other podcasts, a fortnightly series on our latest cover story called Inside Forbes India and Capital Ideas that serves up some of the most riveting success stories in the world of business. <laughs>